1: The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information is done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life.
0: Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only.
1: I am Chris the CEO. My name is Paul. i the COO. I am Chris aka Little Chris the Chief Technical Officer. My name
0: is Zach. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer. I'm better known as the When Marketing Officer because it never gets done, right? Of okay. okay.
2: our long show. We will talk about Infinity, crypto in general, DeFi, blockchain technology. Tech- uh, and just talk about anything, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level.
1: Cowboy nonsense. Is there cursing rules <laughs> or anything? No, you say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I think they'd be
2: more worried if you
1: didn't curse. <laughs> Love these guys.
0: <laughs> Show me the money.
2: What is up, everybody? You are here listening to another Affinity Protocol. So thank you for tuning in. We are on WDVRDVRadio.net. Uh, check them out, go to DVRadio.net. This show this week, uh, you do have myself, Chris, Paul, little Chris, and our guest tonight is none other than the Adam Bergman. Uh, Adam, how, how you doing, my man?
0: I'm okay, Chris. Thank you so much for having me here, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to your audience. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. We're uh, we're glad we could set this up. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, Those of you that have been with us in Affinity are familiar with Adam. He does some great videos, great content, uh, not just uh, about crypto, but a lot of different things that I'm going to let him talk about. I don't want to speak for him, but he does a lot of great content on YouTube. uh, So I implore you all to check him out. Uh, We want to take a little bit of a deep dive on that kind of stuff, you know, but before we do that, I do want to let you all know, uh, usually we are live. This This is a pre-recorded uh episode this week currently as you're listening uh i am on vacation with the family so we're doing another pre-recorded show uh but again we hope you enjoy the show take a listen listen back for our other our other shows as well go go into the archives and and see all the great stuff that we've talked about in the past Uh, so before we dive into it uh i'm kind of curious on you know anybody been doing anything uh cool or not cool or anything noteworthy that they want to talk about kind of off the cuff uh, over the last few days or anything. I finally got a contractor that's willing to come out and repave my driveway.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs)
1: After, after calling like 12 different companies and getting ghosted by 90%
2: of them. So I'm pretty excited about that. (laughs) Nice. So with, with, with the current prices of gas, right. You know, obviously paving petroleum's involved. Uh, was it much more expensive than you thought? No, it, it's it's right on on spot. Um, I mean, you, you see my driveway.
1: I have, a, I have a pretty decently long driveway for you know, being in a neighborhood. So I'm getting that top third widened so I can stop playing musical cars with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> and because it's. I mean, you had to deal with it too. Whenever we were carpooling oh, to yeah. our other job, it was just ridiculous. So, oh, so you're widening it up—that's good. Yeah, yeah, widening it up that way. When you come over, you don't have to worry about driving through the grass to get around somebody's car. You know? Yep, yep. But no, the, the price was was right on. I actually, I finally had um one company call me back, but I'm not going with them because it took them two months to return a call, and then <laughs> it took them another month to send somebody out to take measurements, and then another three weeks for them to come up with a quote. And then they still haven't called to try to schedule it yet. And that was
2: another two ish weeks ago. So sounds like some people I try to reach out for, uh, you know, partnerships and stuff. So, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, I don't, personally, I don't have a whole lot going on. I definitely don't have any home improvements or anything like that. Um, uh, you know, hopefully I'm enjoying my vacation right now. Uh, I think we're, there, well, at the time this is there and I'm going to be in New Hampshire. Uh, nice. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Some time away. Uh, relaxing time, but. Well deserved. Yeah. Thanks, man. It will be it should be good. Uh, so I do want to give a couple updates uh, on Affinity. I know we don't take a whole lot of time in the podcast. We do that on Affinity Fridays and some other things that we give most of our updates. But as always, we want to remind everybody that we are going to the Affinity Next Gen Uh, Next month in August, it'll probably be uh, late August, somewhere in the the 20s, you know, 26, 27, 28, somewhere around that area, Uh, not set in stone yet. So keep an eye on the details for that. Uh, We're looking at a couple different options, uh, potentially airdropping and then having having a swap to burn your tokens and get a little extra or just having a manual and, and some other things. But we'll make sure that information gets out to all of you. Uh, we did in our last Affinity Friday announce that we are going to be starting a penetration testing uh, uh, kind of offset to uh, Affinity through our, our subsidiary Affinity Innovations LLC. So we are in the process of interviewing for that right now. Uh, so expecting sometime in hopefully the early fall to start rolling that out, picking up clients, and doing some no kidding. Penetration and security testing on front-end, DApps, back-ends, contracts, all kinds of stuff that's desperately needed uh, all over the crypto space. And we'll even do some for, obviously, traditional businesses as well. So those are really the biggest updates right now That without getting into too much. Um, is anything else anybody wants to bring up before we get right into it with our guest here? You sound like you're having a good night. Me? Yeah. I always have a good night, man. (laughs) I just want to let you know you sounded like it too. (laughs) Are you being sarcastic? Nope. No? All right, good. I'm glad. No, man, come on. We got Adam here. How can I not have a good night? I love talking to to Adam. I love talking to you guys and uh, giving out the information to anybody that's listening to us this morning. So, that being said, Adam, um, what do you got going on?
0: um this is my third podcast of the day <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and uh so got a couple of those and um just trying to hustle man trying to build this youtube video youtube uh business uh working on some designs for some clothing was on vacation just came back from uh St. martin myself oh nice Yeah. And, uh, just trying to navigate and trying to pinpoint when this economy is or is not going to get back on track to try to make a lot of money in the next, uh, run up.
2: Yeah, that's great. And, and before we get into the economy, because I I definitely want to get, you know, some of your take on some of the things that, you know, specifically what happened today or by the time you listen to this a couple of days ago, um, your vacation, I got to imagine that you had a great time. So it's kind of, uh, you know, redundant for me to ask that question. But did you really have a good time? Was it Was it what you expected to?
0: Yeah, you know, we we, we had a pretty good area. We had a pretty good room. St. Martin in general is is a beautiful island. Um, I wouldn't say that it's cheap, but it's definitely pleasantly cheaper than like Aruba and things like that, oh, and yeah. Penis, uh, which I was happy about. Um I was working there making videos because I had to keep doing it, but it was just nice to get away, man. I have a newborn. I love him. And any parent understands what I'm about to say. But you definitely need some alone time with your girl and just clear your freaking mind, you know? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. I, kids you know, I, kids don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, yeah, man. It, it's, you know, and we have all the help in the world. Um, you know, as, as much as possible, obviously, and and still, it, it's tough, man. I don't know how I don't know how single parents do it. I don't know how parents of twins do it. I don't know how parents do it that don't have, you know, grandparents to help or a babysitter. I have no idea, bro.
2: Yeah, yeah. A lot of respect to those people, man. I will tell you.
0: Yeah. So, but yeah, bro. Thank you for asking. It was definitely well needed, and uh, had fun.
1: Of course. Oh, no, that's great. I was going to say, I'm, I'm glad that you, you brought up almost to the, to the TV the exact phrasing that we were going to use because you're talking about, you know, just trying to keep doing the hustle to do, to do your thing and, and become a big content creator. Uh, Cause that's actually one of the things that we really wanted to sit down and discuss with you today, because, you know, someone can can sit there and say, well, Hey, I'm going to, you know, stream something on Twitch and, and, you know, they're doing some content creation and they have to reach out to a bunch of people and they have to get like graphics made up. They have to edit their stream labs you know there's there's a bunch of work that goes in with it uh, same thing with uh, doing YouTube videos or any kind of content creation is there's a lot of, of work that kind of ramps you up into it and I'm curious to see like how that started for you like where are you still doing all the work yourself doing all the video editing yourself? And, and that's how you're being strong in the hustle is that you're taking care of business on your own or have you started branching out and getting some other people to, to throw in and, you know, help do some video edits or design the graphics and, and stuff like that. And basically just how you started with your content creation career.
0: Oh man, thank you so much for the questions. To be honest, it feels nice to talk about this. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't know what we were talking about tonight to be honest until like right now, essentially. So thank you for asking. I'm going to be a little vent. Um, so on my channels, I do try to, Teach people how to open up a YouTube channel because I think it's a fantastic hustle to make extra money. Um, Currently, I have three channels that I have. I want. I'm debating if I want to start a fourth one right now or just put more content on these. I do everything by myself. I do all my editing by myself, all my thumbnails, all my uploads. Thankfully, uh, I know what I'm talking about. Uh, It's not to toot my own horn, but I kind of know these things. A lot of YouTubers they have to set up a video for four or five hours and they can't bang out videos i can do like six videos a day easy and uh, yeah it's just easy you talk about current events you know i'm always talking about these things and when you know crypto and stocks and economy and and real estate it's easy like it's, it's not it's not that i know it it's like imagine you have a hobby right whatever you guys like to do some people like to bowl some people like billiards some people like surfing i'm a geek i like to read Stupid shit that nobody—not stupid shit—stuff that nobody would like. Yep. But I do. I geek out. Like I have no real hobbies. My hobby is to read stocks and economy. I, it sounds so weird. So it's easy for me to make these videos, but um, the grind is real, man. I'm, I left my business to do this full time so I could spend time on my you know, you know my son. So I got to make it happen.
2: Yeah, man. And you say, you know, it's stupid, but I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, I, I do have a couple of hobbies, but mainly it doesn't involve me leaving my chair. Um, you know, video games and yeah. then I'll play golf or whatever. But uh yeah, same thing. I I love when people ask me about reading, um, you know, you know, what what types of books do you like? It's never an answer of like a, a novel or, you know, a fantasy, you know, anything like that. It's always some What most people consider boring literature, you know, whether it's uh, a reading about, like you said, economy or reading about how to do something like I'm always trying to learn something. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Um, And that's great to hear. The other piece of this that I, I want to that you're touching on, but I want to really, you know, drive the home. The fact is that when people talk about YouTubers, right, you guys get a bad name or bad rap sometimes, right? Oh, you're just trying to get clicks and views and subs, uh, trying to hustle people out of their money, right? First of all, uh, YouTube is the one that's paying you, right? (laughs) Of course, you can get donations and and things like that when you're doing live streams and stuff. But would you say that to somebody that's making a movie or a TV show? There is no difference between somebody that is, uh, you know, creating content on YouTube, and, and giving you entertainment, giving you information, and somebody in your favorite TV show that you're binge watching on, on Netflix or whatever, entertaining you while you sit there and eat your popcorn, right? But nobody gives them a hard time, right? So why are you giving YouTubers a hard time? You all know. You,
1: you want to know why the YouTubers get a hard time on that is because it, it again, and you have to know what you're talking about if you're going to create content for anything. But as long as you have the the smarts on one particular topic, there's no holding anybody back from doing it. So it all comes from that jealousy of, well, they're doing it and I'm not because I'm a lazy piece of shit yeah. and they're benefiting from it. Honest yeah. to God, yeah. that's where it comes from. Yep. Because if, if everybody could go be an, an A or B list Hollywood actor, actress and, and be making millions of dollars for, you know, farting on screen or something like that, they'd do it. They would hundred percent do it, yeah. but then they see someone else, like Adam, for example, that that's getting the hustle and putting in the grind and putting in the work, and they could have the capacity to do it. Maybe not on the same topics that he does, but they could have the capacity to do it. They just don't. So um, they're gonna, of course, they're gonna get pissed because they're gonna have be the oh that could have that could be me I could do that and mm-hmm. you hear it all the time.
0: Paul, well, it's funny you bring that up. So a lot of people are like Adam. How did you get into YouTube? That's exactly how I got into YouTube. I heard some of these finance YouTube guys speaking, and you know I'm pretty outgoing. Uh, I'm, I have a whole I have a big threshold, thick skin, and my boy's like, yo, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I was like, watch, I'm going to make a video right now. <laughs> and I literally went to go make a video, and that's kind of how it happened. Then I started learning how to do editing, and then I just kept talking, and and one thing led to another. But it's exactly that. I was like, listen, it's not that hard. You could just get up and do something. And just most people don't want to get up and do something. I try to teach people because YouTube is really one of the easiest hustles to start. It's so crazy because if we all dig deep, all of us know something a little better than someone else. We all have something that we know. I don't know what the hell it is, but yeah. somebody is always better at something than somebody else. All you got to do is get in front of the screen and talk. It's very scary for people. And I don't know. It's, it's like so, it's so weird to me for me to hear that you
2: know no absolutely and 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 don't get me wrong either when i talk about that i'm I'm saying people that are that are doing good content but if people are not doing good content you just don't watch it you don't subscribe whatever and there are a lot of people out there that are putting out trash and they are just trying to see how many subs they can and clickbait and all this other stuff but for the people that are doing the quote unquote right thing by doing their research, putting out uh, information that may or may not be wrong, but letting you know, like I've wa- I watch your videos all the time, right? So I know you always let people know this may be incorrect information, right? But I'm giving you the information that I know to be true and challenge me on it, right? So when you're doing that kind of thing, um, there's no reason to hate on somebody for it other than what Paul said. Pure jealousy. Yeah
0: shit like man that, that's so true and you know i get a lot of comments a lot of hate comments especially especially from certain communities and things like that yep and i try to be pretty transparent and people will say something stupid man like yeah, you're still living in your mom's basement or something like it's the stupidest <laughs> shit. Like, they're like, you don't know anything. And my, my answer to everybody is this. Like, I'm not trying to floss. There's there's a certain amount that you got to tell people, oh, I did this and this in my life yep. to kind of establish authority in what you're talking about. And I get it. I wouldn't want to follow somebody that never made money talking about money, right? It makes yeah, yeah,
2: sense. Exactly. You don't hire um, a financial advisor that's broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: Bro, I said the same thing to somebody today. Literally, somebody was asking me, "Hey, Adam, do you do?" It's one of my subs. You know, we're talking, and I, you know, kind of, uh, you know, whatever, I'm helping the guy out, not advice, but just helping him. And he's like, "Do you do a financial advisor? Where do you get your information?" So I told him, and i was like, "Dude, if your financial advisor was good, he wouldn't be working at Chase. He wouldn't be working yeah. at Citibank. All yeah. these advisors push the project." So it's funny that you said that. I was just talking about that. Um, but yeah, you get all this hate messages. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. And it's, and I learned not to fight people online because you can never win. Cause in, especially Twitter, they'll just write something stupid. You'll try to give like an actual factual comment and debate. And they'll just say something stupid, like shut the fuck up. You're yeah, an idiot. Yeah. or, or yeah. you go back to your mom's basement or you're broke or some shit like that. And it's, <laughs> it's so so yeah, the,
1: the, the, boldness of people on the internet is what surprises me. Like oh man, it, it was, it was, so it was, it was something stupid, right? Like it, it literally didn't matter. I made a comment on this TikTok as a joke and mind you, like I never make comments on shit online. I normally like if I'm doing TikTok, it's because I'm, I have 10 minutes to kill where I literally have nothing else in the world to do. And I just scroll through to look for funny shit. Right. So someone posted a video up where it was, it was saying like, this is what, um, a uh, like a uh, a nuclear uh, incident about to happen in the U S broadcast on the TV would look like. And he spelled department of defense. He spelled defense, D E F E N C E. So I commented on it and I was like, yeah, there's a typical American education spelling defense wrong. <laughs> right. So, so someone commented back with like the, the, like they had to have maxed out the length of what you can leave up for a comment on TikTok. Talking about how I was wrong and defense is spelled both ways and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so I, I commented back very simply and I was like, OK, but the video s- says specifically in the U.S. and in the U.S. it is spelled this way. And they commented back again with the no, you're wrong. It's used both ways. So like I w- out of curiosity, I was like, OK, you know what? I also have an American education under my <laughs> belt, so I could be wrong. Right. So, <laughs> so like. <laughs> Let me let me go check up on this. Like now I'm getting gaslit by some asshole on TikTok about how the word defense is spelled. So I go and Google it and and like sure, sure as shit. I look it up and it even says it is spelled with an S in the United States of America. Like basically everywhere else it's spelled with with a a C, just like how everyone else has a U in color and we're the only ones that drop the U like that kind of bullshit. Right. So I'm like, huh. Well, like, I'm right, but, like, there's absolutely no way this person is ever going to, like, actually do a little bit of research. So I just commented. and I just started replying, yup, to everything they said. And they kept responding and just going on and on and on. And I would just respond with, yup. Like, I didn't even read what they said. Like, I still to this day don't know what half the shit was they put on there. But, like, holy crap, man. Like, the boldness of people on the internet to be like, I'm right. You're wrong. I don't care what the facts are. Like, get fucked. God damn, it's annoying.
0: <laughs> so annoying, bro! It's 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 such a such a big issue with this content creation, and you get you can't win, you can't win, and it gets to the point of sometimes my subscribers, not sometimes, a lot, they'll start defending me, and I'll literally tweet them. I'm like, guys, don't even start because it just keeps going and yeah. going and. And I'm just like, yo, you can't win. It's a fight. Like, you ever got into an argument with a girl back in the day and you wanted to end it or break up with somebody? The best way to break up is literally say, yo, we're broken up. Leave. Don't answer the phone. Don't respond to text. And in a week or so, it's going to go away, right? Whatever it is. That's the best thing you can (laughs) do with the social media. So man, that's what
1: i how i messed up with my wife huh <laughs> oh damn I
2: hope, I hope she's listening sunday morning i'm gonna send her a text to be like hey make sure you listen to this uh this episode this sunday morning Sure, man we'll be a swim lessons for the kid <laughs>
0: but uh, but you guys want to know something interesting about youtube for anybody that wants of course to do this? we do you can make too much content so i was making six videos a day on my original channel adam bergman show and yeah. most of my content was around crypto around like 50 percent of it was around safe moon 50 was for everything else some something like this Yep. so i was like okay well i'm gonna make safe moon videos but i really know a lot of other things and i want to educate the community like about everything real of estate course. stocks economy and those videos used to get like 20 views 50 views and it's the that's the most depressing thing when you make a video and you don't get the view. So then I realized the first video that you put out, uh, YouTube pushes you. The second video, they'll push you like at 50%. And the third video, they're pushing you at 20%. The fourth video that you do, they give you literally no push. So even if you're my subscriber with the bell on, you're not going to get that. So yeah. unless you have the audience to eat it, you can't make the content. That's why I have to break down all the different channels right now, right? Yeah. And a little frustrating with, with, with what's happening on YouTube. So now I want to do a fitness journey, right? So I became a fat fuck. I, I was on the live <laughs> earlier. I used to be in, you know, in, in pretty good shape. I used to be like one of those uh, uh, Goomba walkers in the club, if you want oh, yeah, yeah. to call it. Used
1: to be an absolute unit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I used to be, I mean, I, I was a big boy, right? Like I had abs and, and, and yeah. uh, I'm Used to take people. trips down
2: to the Jersey Shore. I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And now I became like, I'm, um, I got into a really bad car accident. I had surgery in four locations and I can't really lift weights right now. Like very basic things, walking, lightweights, calisthenics bands. And I'm like, freak man. I, I quit drinking like four months ago to concentrate on YouTube full time. Yeah. I quit smoking cigarettes, even though I only did it socially, but I'm like, listen, I don't really want to do it because you know, my son, I want to be here for him. So quit smoking, quit, quit that. And I'm like, yo, I just need to stop eating and get back in shape. But it's so hard when you can't work out hard, first of all. And then it's very hard when, bro, you everyone wants to eat, right? Like, (laughs) it's just hard. So, and and plus, bro, you got a girl, you have a kid. You're not trying to impress nobody. I know it sounds stupid, but you all know what I mean. Like,
2: oh yeah, it
0: is what it is. So you get comfortable. So, all right, I'm 39. I'm gonna be 40 years old in February. I'm 200 and 243 or so pounds right now. And I'm like, okay, I need to get back to 205. So I know I could do it in six months. I know I could do it by my birthday or very close. If I come to 215, I'll be happy to, to ten. So now I don't know what to do. And I told my YouTubers, I'm like my subscribers. I'm like, bro, I want to do, I started already. like, And I could show you my diet plans and things. So some people like do it on your Adam Bergman show because it says Adam Bergman show. And that's what it's about. It's you. Yeah. Other people say do a different channel. And I don't know what the hell to do. Should I start another channel or not? Right. And it's so frustrating. I don't know what to do. So yeah. <laughs> I want to put out content. I don't know what to do.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's, I get it. That's tough, too. I guess it all depends on what videos you normally put on what, which channel and all that, and if it's a mixed bag on your Adam Bergman one, then, yeah, I'd say go for it, right?
0: Yeah, so for Adam Bergman, it's mostly crypto yeah. and econ, and as it relates to crypto. So none of them are really a uh, um, health thing, but I did do a video, so my hair got bald. I don't know if you guys are bald but no, I used, no, good. Thank God. It's, it's almost, it's like you lost your dick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the feeling. And it's so debilitating. I used to have long hair, like to the shoulders and my barber used to be like, yo, Adam cutter. I was like, no, no, I like it. You know, I used to be able to braid it if I wanted to, but I just like the ponytail anyways. So my hair started going, going, going away. So then I was able to grow my hair back and I did it. By you know, by doing treatments and it actually did grow back. I lost it again because I used gel, and now it came back again. So my subscribers like Adam, make a video showing us like the whole procedure. So I literally made a video <laughs> showing people what I use, the LED hat, the 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 shots I take, right? Like everything that I fucking do about it. So I don't know. It, yeah. I, I just want to help people, make people feel good, and of course, good content and stuff. I don't know. Hey, I,
1: I got a great idea for that then. So what? so I first off, I didn't know. That that's how the push system worked, right? Because I like, you know, I, I enjoy video gaming and stuff like that. So I have, you know, some YouTubers that I follow that, that post, you know, their montage clips and stuff like that. And a couple of them, you know, they'll use like a video editor. So they'll pump out like four, five, six videos within like a, a 48 hour time frame. So now it makes sense for why they have a, a second content channel that's catered towards like the, the un, unclipped or, or stuff like that. Because then, you know, their videos aren't getting pushed. Cause at first, when I saw that, I was like, well, this is dumb. Just put all your content in one place. Like now, now I got to go to two different places <laughs> to get it. And, but now, now it makes total sense. And so now I'm the jackass. I'm okay with that. But <laughs> so here's what you do, right? You make, you make another channel, but call it Adam Bergman IRL and have that be all of just the, this is about Adam Bergman in real life. It can be the weight loss journey. It can be yeah. like the hair stuff. It can be the, you know, the you, you just make a video about how you found out that that kids can literally launch poop when you're changing a diaper and hit the front of your flat screen TV. <laughs> like I found out with my son, like, you know, all of that shit that that's Adam Bergman in real life. You just have an Adam Bergman IRL. And that's where people go for the for the I want to I want to see what it's like, you know, if, for a day with Adam type thing.
0: That's amazing, bro. You you gave me the great idea. I yeah. love it because. Like it, bro that's fantastic thank you i appreciate that yeah yeah and to 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 push on what you just said how people have multiple channels also the main money you're going to be making on youtube i can tell you guys how much i make if you guys like so i can tell people how it gets paid and everything but the main money you get from youtube is from uh advertisers and yeah you can get Uh, Long-time advertisers, short-term advertisers, uh, Twitter advertisers, whatever social media you do, Um, the more channels you have, the more different type of advertisers you can do. For example, some advertisers, let's say it's a crypto platform, they want to advertise on crypto. But let's say I have a real estate company or a local realtor, they would want me to advertise on my real estate channel, right? And it doesn't necessarily cross. That's why if you've seen a lot of these YouTubers, they had yeah. the FTX uh, promotions, a lot of the big YouTubers for finance, but they were going after traditional finance guys and not the crypto guys, which was the stupidest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and they, they got demolished. That's why they stopped FTX. They lost tons of money with it. Sick.
2: Yep. No, that, that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because obviously they want to advertise where the audience is. I'm not talking it's about the, the FTX debacle, but um, any any other advertiser, right? If I'm... If I'm selling uh, cleaning products, right, I'm not gonna go onto a channel with somebody talking finance and advertise, right. I'm gonna go to where people are talking about cleaning shit or getting dirty, you know. Um, so yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. And one other piece I wanna I wanna kind of touch on, um, you know, before we move on to anything else with with what you got going on. Uh, speaking specifically about YouTube and content creating, uh, now I know we've we've dealt with you. Uh, for a while now right? we, we, we've known Adam for a good amount of time you've done some affinity videos you've done a lot of other crypto videos um, and we all know that there's nothing wrong with it's your living right you're again you're a content creator it's like paying for advertising it's paying for whatever but as as we stand with affinity we never and you were in this and you still are because uh, I do watch your videos even though sometimes you don't know I'm watching when you're live. Uh, <laughs> that that you still believe, you believe in affinity, you're an affinity holder, and that's what we look for. Whenever we want to work with somebody uh, that's going to promote us, we look for people that have done their research and believe in what they're promoting, but also at the same time, we understand just like we pay a graphic designer, just like we pay anybody else that's going to do any kind of work, we will sponsor somebody that is that's their living is to create content. There is Nothing wrong with that from affinity side, from any other project, from any other company. That is the industry standard is to pay for a service, right? But you always want to work with somebody who is on the same page. Now, the flip side of that, and this is where I want to kind of get your opinion on it and what you've seen and come across with your counterparts are the people that just don't care. They just, somebody comes along and says, here's what I want for money. I don't give a shit what your project is. I don't care anything about you. Just tell me what you want me to say. Give me the money, and I'll put out videos. I want to hear your thoughts on that.
0: So, um, first I wanted to say uh, I still hold all my affinity. Uh, I'm planning to bang out a couple of affinity videos. I actually wanted to get one out so badly today. But like I said, I had these podcasts. But yeah, Yeah, I hold all my affinity Everybody asks me all the time, you still got Affinity? Yeah, I still got Affinity. Uh, I believe in the project. And a lot of people don't understand how much work the Affinity crew, Chris, and the rest of the crew uh, puts in. It's a tremendous amount of work. And they're really trying to build something different. They're not trying to build hype. They're trying to do real-world applicability of their crypto project. You know, these audits, the reviews, so on and so forth. Like, bro, this is real shit that we need in this space and real shit that we need in life. And people don't understand it, and it drives me bananas, which is going to lead me on to the second thing. Amen,
2: brother. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, of course, 100%. But yes, I hold all of my affinity guys, including all of my uh, rewards from staking, all that stuff I still have. So um, these people that take any job, it's, it's so messed up. They give us a really bad name. So I've never taken a promotion video, like actual promotion video, where it didn't do three things. I had to talk, I had to make sure the team is doxxed, which I forced people to dox themselves on the website. Yeah. I had to make sure that uh, there was an audit, and I had to make sure that there's a video of me speaking to any of the dox team, because I got to verify that I'm not being catfished, and the people are literally the people to help. At the very least, this should be done, because an audit doesn't necessarily mean shit, but you need to have one a docs team can still run away but a docs team with an audit that's there's a video call with me is worth more than a team that you're speaking to a fucking nft hot dog or something like this like and it's like bro like at the very least like i'm I'm not gonna i don't want to use you but if, if you're in charge of a project and you have a name associated with you you have a family you have a business you have a home you're a little worried. You don't really want to mess people yeah. over because it's a bunch of crazy people. So you're always, bro, we're not tough guys. Like at the end of the day, you're always thinking in the back of your mind, damn, these people will come after me if I do something stupid. Like it has to be in people's yeah. minds. So, but if you're talking to a freaking hot dog, you know, and <laughs> I, got, I I remember I was beefing with uh, Ada Cash, bro. These guys, the whole department was hot dogs, NFTs. I'm like, bro, you're going to put your money in, in a fucking hot dog? But whatever, I'm not bad-mouthing them, but it was just, it was so funny. So, yeah, I have a problem with YouTubers just taking money for anything. And I'm not going to mention names, but it's a larger YouTube channel than me. And a lot of my guys are like, yo, we don't, and they don't know that I know the guy. But they're like, we stopped watching, you know, so-and-so because a lot of his projects got rugged. So, there's a lot of YouTubers that will just talk about anything and take the money. Now, the bigger YouTubers so funny. These bigger YouTubers don't know shit. Like, it's so yep. crazy. A lot of these big YouTubers, they'll do anything for money. And then their 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 followers get rugged, man. It's so insane. So I have a problem with that. I personally would not take a... a adverti- and bro, it's, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. I haven't gotten an advertisement for a while. I did a small one today, but yeah. I I deny these. I'm not going to take a shit project. And a lot of people are like, oh, we don't have a video. We don't want to be docs. I'm like, well, that's the effing problem. You're not docs, and you don't want to be docs. I love you, but I don't want to talk about your project. But then yeah. other people are like, Adam, why are you talking about a project? This is a a rug. Oh, this is a rug pull, or This is a BS project. Or this is on BNB. Or this is on Ethereum. And I'm like, bro. On the flip side, you don't know when's the next moon. You know, when's the next moonshot? Like. I can't yep. stand Safe Moon, but at one point people made shit tons of money. So imagine they weren't in it in the beginning. Some people made yep. mad freaking money, right? Like, wh- what?
2: Yeah.
0: You know what are you supposed to do? Not talk about it. So if you have my things, I'll talk about you anyway. So that's yeah. I hope that answers the question. No,
2: it does, and and that's why I want to get another YouTuber content creator perspective because you know we see it all the time. You know our listeners they see it our community, everybody else out there seeing it. The only people that like it are the ones that happen to get in when the swing happens and hopefully they get out before rugs happen. Uh, But nobody else likes it, you know, and and we talk about it all the time, how we, we want to make sure that we're targeting the right people. And, and that's why I like having you on today. And, and, you know, there's a couple other content creators that we like out there that, you know, we haven't really worked with that much, but they're, you know, they're they're good people as well. You know, just like we want to spotlight and highlight the good projects out there like you do on your channel we want to also try to highlight and put a spotlight on the good content creators out there so that way other people that are looking for somebody to work with or somebody to watch um, can feel comfortable watching them and understand and here's where it gets sticky for everybody we're all adults right in order to legally invest i mean especially in, in the, the stock market and real estate and all that because obviously you know it's just, uh, KYCs and everything else that definitely needs to happen you have to be an adult right we're all adults take some damn ownership if if something happens right you can't just go out and watch a video jump into something and then blame somebody else for it now I, I agree that the ones that are doing it like we just talked about also have some onus in it but at the same time the decision to hit that button is on you and stop watching these clowns that are just taking money to promote Garbage. They don't even know what they're promoting.
0: (laughs) A hundred percent. And you know, from a, you know, the funny thing is with affinity. Like if I, I I didn't guys, if anybody's listening to this, by the way, like most of my affinity videos were not paid promotions. Like I love the project so much. I was making tons of videos because I'm invested in them. And obviously I want them to do good, but I really see what's going on behind the scenes uh believe it or not i like the project so much i went to the bank i didn't have the money at the time i borrowed ten thousand. i have lines of credit i didn't like go to a loan shark this is normal in finance and it took 10k 10k off of my line of credit and i put it directly into affinity um so as a content creator there's a few things you can do you can be a scumbag and say hey you know, you you guys paid me X amount for a video. No problem. You want me to retweet something? I want another 10. I want 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. It doesn't matter. Or you can be a normal content creator who's done business in their life because most of these YouTubers who say they made money never made a fucking dollar, guys. I'm just letting you know this right now. Yeah. None of these people made money in the real world. So I go about it like if I were to shake your hand in real business, which means I'll go above and beyond because when the time comes... Hopefully the people you're working with and you guys become partners, like in in some some extent, will also give you the same respect and go above and beyond when you need it, right? That's business. So as a content creator, that's all I could do, go above and beyond and really try to help the project grow as much as possible beyond just the compensation of promotion.
2: Oh, that's awesome. And and just to, I want to clarify one thing before any... Hater out there might be listening just to, to say, hey, what's up with Adam? Uh, <laughs> any, any decisions he made, right? So first of all, we've never paid anybody an affinity token. Never. Like, not once. Nobody has been paid. No influencer, no nothing has ever been paid an affinity token. And I will tell you, even when we, the the videos that we did promote with Adam, co- collectively, not that Adam's not worth it, but collectively was nowhere near ten thousand dollars. So it's not not like he was like, oh it's a wash if I go invest ten thousand oh it was nowhere yes. near ten thousand dollars. Again, not that Adam's not not worth it, but you know, he loves us. Bro. We love him and we're a new project. <laughs> we don't have a ton of money.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let me just clarify that. Okay. So <laughs> let me just follow up. Nobody asked me to invest. Nobody paid me in affinity tokens. Um I went out because I liked the project. And when I made the video, the first thing I said is, I'm going to support this project. I'm not pulling my money out. And I believe at the time, I, I locked up my, my staking for three months. And I said at the very minimum, yep. I'm leaving this in for three months. I think it's been way over three months at this point. I didn't touch it, guys. Like, every single affinity token that I have, every single stakes reward that I have, I don't even have the, the, the wallet. Uh, I, I delete wallets on purpose so it can't be hacked. So I don't even... Access the wallet ever. I don't look at it at all because I truly do believe in the project. I honestly think they're super undervalued. Affinity. I think that the affinity team is undervalued and often overlooked um, b- b- by by people that don't understand business and what happens. So again, I truly do believe affinity is building a bigger thing, a bigger business, trying to do utility. And I get the privilege of speaking to them. You know, behind the scenes a little bit more than most people. And bro, they're really I'm I'm a business owner or was a business owner. I guess I still am with YouTube. <laughs> bro, they really, really hustling. They really trying to do things. And it's not easy in this economy, guys. It's not easy in this economy. But yes, I bought Affinity Tokens for my own money because I believed in the project. Uh I bought my own NFT. Everything. So just letting you guys know, like because I believed in the project, you understand what I mean? Like I I yeah. Definitely spent more than I ever made with the project. But I believe in it and I'm going to be in here for a while because I really want to see what's going to happen in the next bull run when all these meme tokens are, you know, they, they, they're they going to drop, guys. They're going to drop. It's a yeah. its a freaking cycle. And I don't want to talk about any projects, but you guys see it. It's all the same people investing in the same projects. It's all rinse and repeat and recycle if nobody noticed it.
1: Yeah, I, I think the next bull run is going to, Not do away with the meme token, but it's going to kind of either force some projects to no longer be a meme token and take it seriously, or they're going to fall off.
0: 100%. I mean, that whole, (sighs) bro, again, it's not that you can't make money, even on bad investments. It's not like you can't make money, but you got to know when to get out, right? And that, that, that whole moonshot thing kind of is.
2: Broken. Adam, you muted. I don't know if you know that, but I can see that you're muted out. All right, well, we'll just give him a minute anyway. Oh, as you're watching this, just edit this piece out. Well, listen to this, watching it. Oh, yeah, because he's he's definitely actually watching it. <laughs> um, Hello? Yeah, you're back, Adam. We got you.
0: I, I, I clocked out.
2: Yeah, you you were muted.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm I'm sorry. Don't, don't worry about it. That's
2: the beauty of being recorded. We'll just have have Bo edit all that out.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know where I left off. Uh, we, I
2: were talking, my... we were talking. We were talking meme tokens.
0: Uh yeah. So, you know, eventually meme tokens. I don't think they're going to be as much as it was in this last like hurrah. And the thing is, people are starting to see that. It's not all roses, not all rainbows, and that you need some fundamentals in your project. So a lot of people didn't want to invest in, for just example, Bitcoin, because they're like, oh, you're never going to get that moonshot. But then people are like, well, Bitcoin survived a lot better than a lot of these, you know, token plays. Yep. So I feel like I feel like Finity is going to get a lot of steam in the next run. And also, you know, as much as people hate YouTubers and things, like YouTubers, Twitter people, we do have some sort of influence, whether we want it or not. Yeah. Uh, I look, if the next pull run happens and my channel is bigger, just giving you, for example, let's say my channel is, uh, I don't know, let's say I do reach 100,000, for example, all of a sudden I'm making affinity videos because, again, I'm invested in Infinity. I obviously want it to go up, obviously. Yeah. So no matter what, I'm going to do videos on affinity. It's just I needed to rebuild my whole company so all the youtubers are going to start following suit this is exactly what happened with algorand right now i cover algorand i'm a little bit of a bigger youtuber than the most general yep. algorand. and and they're great algorand guys shout out to all of them
2: but yeah, now all agreed. of a
0: sudden i yeah fantastic the the, the 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 community is great and 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 the youtubers are good and all of a sudden now, people are pulling Algorand out of their ass. All of a sudden, people are talking about Algorand, including bigger YouTubers. I'm like, hold on a second. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. But that's okay because I'm yep. investing in Algorand, right? So in the next bull run, God willing, my channel is going to be bigger. I'm still going to be talking about Affinity. Affinity is going to go up. And hopefully, other YouTubers are going to start covering Affinity and is going to get traction. Because at the end of the day, that's a huge part of marketing, right? Like you yep. want people talking about your project. I Look. There is not too many token plays that I like. I like Affinity a lot. Uh, I actually like uh, Meta BUSD a lot as well. I like the developer. I get to talk to to, to him a lot.
2: Yeah, he's a good Shout guy.
0: Yeah, he's see. Nobody ever told me he's a, he's an asshole. Not a single person. No, nope. right. I have no idea if you knew him or not, but um, and but, bro, he's a nice dude.
2: You're talking about it's Chris, like, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. You know, he, he's a great guy and also building a project with some utility, like real utility for the for the place. Like, so I don't and that, that that's pretty much it. And I've been saying that it's pretty much affinity. I believe in meta. I don't not invest in a meta USD, but I do believe in the project. I just yeah. don't have money. And so I don't believe in too many token plays. And honestly, after what happened with SafeMoon, fuck token plays. Like, I'll be the first one to say it, man. But I've always been saying that 99 percent of them are going to drop. And honestly, affinity is one of the last hopes for BNB. Seriously, it's it's fucked up out there. Yeah, man. It's
2: a rough world out there, man. And I do appreciate those those words, man. Especially the vote of confidence. But uh, I'm right there with you. You know, obviously, uh, obviously, I'm biased, but uh,
1: you know, that's <laughs> uh, that's that's what just we're a little bit, best. right? Just a little bit.
2: <laughs> but it, I mean, Look. you know, it is. I, I, you know, take my word for what you want, but it, it is. We're, we're out here busting our ass and. And, and we say it constantly it's not about us right we never started affinity to go like I never approached Paul and said hey we should take this you know make this token so we can make a ton of money that was never ever part of any of our conversation now obviously when you start a business you want to make money nobody starts a business and says hey I want to go broke right <laughs> <laughs> so you want you want to make money but that wasn't our primary objective we didn't walk into this saying hey, I got this great idea to make a ton of money for us, right? We want the entire scope to be successful from the token to the products to obviously the company and the team. We want everything to be successful and it all needs to be successful at the same time for anything to happen. So yeah, if, if it was about making a fuck ton of money, me and you would have gone outside and thrown down by now for
1: you rugging me into it.
2: I know, right? Because <laughs> right now we're not making a ton of money and it's been you know what, 11 months, right? So as individuals, uh, no, we're not. But we know what's happening. We know what's coming. We know what we're doing with this business. So, uh, Yeah,
0: the reason why you guys are not making so much money is because you guys are true to your freaking uh, holders. That's yeah. why, because you're doing the right thing. It's so fucked up, man, in this business. When you do the right thing, you're the brokest person in the room. Yeah. And when you're, when you're the piece of shit, piece of shit, yeah. robbing projects, You're
2: chilling with r eights. Yeah. Uh, So uh, I, so I do want. we got about 15 minutes or so left. So I want to shift gears a little bit from the, the actual uh, content creation and the YouTube stuff to some of the stuff that you actually talk about on your channels. Like I said, I I do watch uh, as much as I can. I'll still come across my feet. I'm like, Oh shit, Adam made a new video. Um, and, and I'll go check it out and I'll watch, I what like I told you a uh, pre-show that I watched your latest real estate video. Um, so we had some news that came out today on the economy. GDP numbers came out, uh, that was at a negative, uh, 0. 0.9, uh, compared to what was at a negative 1.6, uh, last quarter, quarter one. What's your take on that? What, what, uh, when you're looking at that, right? The crypto market kind of took it as that combined with the 75 basis points, um, they kind of took it as good news for now, but, but what is your viewpoint on that?
0: All right, let's correlate crypto and let's just be very honest what it is right now. Yep. So if you were to ask somebody what crypto was a year ago, people would say, hey, crypto is a hedge against inflation. And when you have bad times, crypto does really good. That's why it started doing good during coronavirus. The worse, the better crypto does. Now, this correlation, this peg, de-pegged so hard. It depegged worse than Terra Luna stablecoin from oh, against inflation. Damn. Yeah. That's so, saying
1: something. Damn.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, and I couldn't wrap my head around it. So as inflation kept going up, I'm like, "Yes, crypto's going to go up," and it never went up. And the next yeah. month, and the next month, and I'm like, "What the freak is going on?" And I was so mad that I couldn't figure it out because I get angry when I can't figure it out and it don't make sense. Finally, I realized, okay, this makes sense. So. Cryptocurrency is over leveraged, this 10x, 100x, 1000x, right? All those YouTubers that are screaming, you know, leverage plays on what? Central exchanges. Yep. This absolutely 100% ruined cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency can no longer be a hedge against inflation. Because although crypto itself has a max supply, let's talk about Bitcoin, the over leveraging is diluting the power of the currency, yep. right? That's what it is. So now we're not no longer a hedge against inflation. So now we are acting as a subset of a sub-asset of the tech sector. Yep. That's all we are now. So we are an own sub-asset of the tech sector. And if you understand it like that, it's going to be a lot easier to understand why crypto is up right now. Now you add that 70% of cryptocurrency is institutional investors, the big boys. So now, okay, big boys are investing. And it's acting no longer as a hedge against inflation. Well, then what's driving it? So the thing that's driving it now is the same thing that's driving the stock market, inflation, recession, interest rates, so on and so forth. Okay, good. Now we're going to understand why did crypto do good and the same reason why stocks did good today and yesterday. So the Federal Reserve raises the interest rates by 75 basis points. There was a little bit of a scare yesterday. There was going to be one one 100 basis points, which is 1%. That never happened. Yep. So next month, there's not going to be an FOMC meeting. They, they get skipped. And then there's going to be a meeting in uh, uh, September and I think November and December. And probably in the next meeting, they're going to raise by 75 basis points as well because Jerome Powell says that uh, uh, it's possible to have another unusually large interest rate hike. but he says in the future, we're probably gonna decrease it. So right now, the Fed is gonna keep raising the interest rates to a certain point. It's probably gonna reach around four and a half to five and a half percent. For anybody listening right now, it's currently at 2.25 to 2.5%. They're probably gonna reach this max amount by February, by Fev- I'm sorry, by March, which is the meeting in 2023. And yeah. then after that, I believe that the price is gonna keep going down. When that happens and they stop reducing from stop increasing from 75 to 50, market's going to jump. From 50 to 25, market's going to jump. And then from 25 to 0, jump. When it goes from 0 to negative and they're going to start reducing it, the entire everything is going to bull out. Today, the GDP came out at 0.9. The reason why everything is so bullish, around two months ago, the GDP was around negative 2 point something, low 2s, let's say 2.1. And the number you get is the Federal Reserve of Atlanta, the federal governors of Atlanta. And if you go and type in in Google, just type in GDP now, track GDP now, something like that. They're going to give you their site. And they unofficially track GDP. Around two months ago, it should have been negative 2% GDP. They revised this to negative 1.7 GDP like about a month ago. If you go on their website, it still says it like that, if if (laughs) anybody's listening. Then we get this 09 So, all of a sudden, you had 1.6 first quarter. This quarter, you have 0.9, which means recession is getting better, not worse. If you had 2.0, the market would have tanked. It's showing people that the economy is actually getting back on track, as crazy as it sounds. And I'm going to finish off and explain why it sounds crazy. It's counter- Intuitive to the way people think, because people are very short sighted, just like they are in affinity. They don't see the bigger picture and they don't see what happens in the future because they're too busy looking at what's in front of them. And by the time the future hits, they're like, what the hell happened? How come I didn't see it? So the economy is actually getting back on track. And how do we know or why do I think it's happening? Not financial advice, just straight up my opinion. If I've been following gas prices for the last seven weeks on my channel, and I literally type it in, guys, anybody listening, just type in AAA gas prices, AAA gas prices. And they're gonna give you prices of today, yesterday, one week ago, one month ago, one year ago. Around seven weeks ago, the gas prices, average national gallon regular gas, was five dollars and one cent. The average today is I believe like 428 or 430, let's say. If you take the 430 minus the 501 you have a reduction of around 15% of gas over the last six or seven weeks. If you look at crude oil, guys, and crude oil is essentially the oil that you take out of the ground and then the actual petrol that you put into your, ga- into your gas tank, your actual gas, that's refinement, distribution, and production. That That's the difference. So the crude oil has been going down. It peaked at June 9th at around $123 a barrel currently it's around 97 last time I checked and it's been floating around there, 94, 95, 96, 97, so on and so forth, which means there's something called a lagging indicator and whatever we're getting the numbers for is old. For example, interest rates, the CPI is actually, am I okay to keep talking or no?
2: Oh, you are absolutely good to go, man. This is, this is great because it's giving people a piece of what you talk about on your channel. So this is actually what I was hoping to get. Cool.
0: Cool. Cool so the gas prices that the cpi that we get is actually a lagging indicator of one month what does that mean the numbers that we got in july was actually the numbers for june so on and so forth so august is going to be for july which means that they're at least a month old the gdp numbers that we have i've been telling you guys on my channel for approximately the last i don't know three months at least that we're in a recession and we knew it and we're preparing on my channels but the numbers we got for the recession is at the end of July, but the end of this quarter was at the end of June, which means that the numbers we got for the GDP, gross domestic product, is actually lagging at a minimum of one to three months. We're going to get the official GDP numbers at the end of August, August 25th, which means the official GDP numbers are lagging a minimum of two to four months By the time they actually say if this is an official recession or not, there's going to be a board of economists that get together, and they start looking at the jobs, they start looking at the GDP, and they look at like 20 different factors. That all doesn't really matter. And they're going to say, is this officially a recession or not officially a recession? By that time, we're going to be completely out of the recession because everything is a lagging indicator. By the time we're going to figure out that the economy is – uh back on track people are still going to be worried about the recession so you've got to try to prepare in advance so to answer your question in short i think that today's news was actually positive for several reasons number one the decrease of gdp is actually getting reduced which means the economy is getting back on track plus everything that i just said about gas and for people in stocks that follow me for palantir In the GDP report, it says that there was a slowdown in government spending that was offset partially by an increase in government military spending, which means the United States government is spending more money on military defense, both internationally and nationally. So not just in the United States, but abroad. A lot of that money is going probably for the geopolitical uncertainty that we have in Ukraine. Now, we donate a lot of money to countries, but we don't do this for the goodness of our own heart. We do this as a form of imperialism without actually using our military. And now I'm an American, and I'm, 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 I'm all for this. I'm for America getting better, right? So I don't want to hurt no one's feelings, but yep. this is exactly what it is. It's imperialism, guys. And this is what's happening right now over there. Just, just follow me. America is asking NATO to give armament to Ukraine. The armament that they're giving them is World War II and 1970s, 1980s, tanks, missiles, so on and so forth. Surplus, old school, not everything, but like 90%. And 10% is the, those new shiny drones and things like that. But those are also a bit old. Eventually, when this is going to end, Europe is going to have to rearm. They're going to have to spend a lot of money to rearm, including Ukraine. They're gonna to come to America and say, hey, we owe you money. And Americans say, no problem, just use our companies. Who are they gonna be using? They're gonna be using what we call the Department of Defense Primes. These are five main companies that pretty much are the go to for the United States. They don't have all the business, but they do a lot of the business. One of the companies that I invest in is Palantir. I truly believe that they're gonna be the sixth Department of Defense Prime. And they actually do very good. A third of their business is for military spending, domestically and abroad. So I believe for certain stocks, this is actually really, really good news. So to, not to overcomplicate the answer that you <laughs> asked, what do I think about this? I actually think today was a positive news. And the reason why I believe I'm right is because the economy thinks the same thing, the markets. If you look at Bitcoin, mark my words, look at it today. At exactly, exactly 8.20 a.m., Bitcoin dumped. At exactly 8.40 a.m., Bitcoin went on a bull run, which means somebody read the articles at 8.30, the GDP report, just like I did, and they realized, hold on a second, this is bullish, this is not bearish. And that's why Bitcoin started popping, the crypto market started popping, and there was a complete U-turn for the stock market. And if you guys don't believe me, just check my numbers. The report came out at eight thirty. Tell me what you guys see in the first half of the day. So yeah, that's why I think it's a bullish sign of what happened today.
1: Look, man, all I know is after listening to all that, I just am really happy I'm a defense contractor. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. And well,
0: let me ask you, does it make sense though what I'm saying? Like Yeah. I don't know what you're allowed to say or not or what, but does uh, some I mean, shit just he- make sense?
1: Due to some business confidentiality and knowing about some recent contracts and stuff like that, I can I can say that it makes sense, but I can't say why.
0: That's all I need to, you yeah. know, th- that's all. You know, if, guys, let me talk about investing in general before we leave, just real fast. And yeah, somebody was asking me this today. <sighs> So people are like Adam, how do you make decisions on investment? And I'm not the best investor, guys. I swear to God, I get, I get clipped to <laughs> At the end of the day, it is what it is. You just have to be right 51% of the time if you're wrong 49%. That's yeah. it. And, and emotions
2: emotions will kill you. They'll kill you every time.
0: Emotions will kill you, bro. You know, <laughs> it's, it's tough. you got to swallow, swallow your losses and keep moving forward. But there's a huge shift in generational wealth right now that's going to be like crazy money is going to be shifted. And you just have to be prepared for all of this. But somebody asked me today earlier, Adam, how do you invest? Like w- what makes sense to you? What do you do this? And I say I'm a theoretical investor, which means that in theory if something makes sense in my in my mind, it works. So I have these dots and I color these dots and then I build a border and then I build a picture and then I color in these borders and I get a really beautiful picture, Mona Lisa. I take this by taking a lot of dots that bec- that are data. And if it makes sense in my mind, It's a good investment until it don't make sense in my mind. And you got to be honest with yourself if something does or does not make sense. And if it makes sense, then stick to your guns. So that's the way I invest. So everything I just said made sense for me, that's why I'm investing certain positions that I have for stocks, crypto, real estate.
2: No, and, and and I'll agree with you. You know, and that does make sense. Uh, you know, on a lot of different levels. I'm no longer in defense contracting, but I had been for quite a few years. And you know, uh, what you're talking kind of aligns with a lot of the stuff that I've known from my past. Uh, you know, and not only that, but even just the stuff you're talking about with with crypto and and how it's tracking Nasdaq basically these days, uh, and and all of that. And and one thing that I, I wanted to, I didn't want to interrupt you because uh, you know you were on a roll there, but. One thing I, I want you to explain for those that are listening, because we hear a lot about it, especially uh, in recent news with uh, a lot of these uh, central exchanges collapsing and all that. We hear about leverage. What does leverage mean and why is it a bad thing for like all these central exchanges? Why did it cause some problems?
0: To make it the easiest possible thing, you're you're using money and crypto that you don't have. And this is okay as long as crypto is going up. But when crypto is not going up and crypto is going down, you have something called a liquidation price. And a liquidation price means that's the amount, that's the threshold that you have to have and if crypto goes below that, and this happens in stocks but it's not as aggressive of 10x, 100x, 1000x plays, then all of a sudden you automatically get sold. Automatically. They don't ask questions, you're just sold. They can do that, which means that if this is happening, you can attack the price of something. For example, the price of – so MicroStrategy is one of the largest Bitcoin holders. They hold like 125,000 Bitcoin. At one point, they had a liquidation price of like just under 20,000. What happened is people started uh, doing massive sell orders in order to attack the price of Bitcoin to try to get it to drop. That's why we saw that drop to seventeen thousand. The thing is, it only lasts for so long as long as there's uh, not as as long as you don't run out of funds to keep attacking the price. And yep. if you can attack it to a certain point, let's say they were attacking them and MicroStrategy didn't lower the price and it hits nineteen thousand, MicroStrategy would have had to dump tens of thousands of Bitcoin on the open market. That would then dump the price of Bitcoin not from 19,000, let's say to 17,000. But then there's other ones that bought trade, like re- uh, institutional investors that we were talking about. And yep. the institutional investors bought trade. As soon as that thing hits 19, 17, 16, they sell automatically. And that's what kept going, blah, 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 blah. So when Bitcoin hit under 20,000, this is the bot sellers that happened, and it went down to 17,000. But because MicroStrategy never got liquidated, and a bunch of others, of course, They weren't able to maintain the short selling, and all of a sudden, Bitcoin recovered, and that's what we have right now. So essentially, over-leveraging just means people can attack the price, and you have to sell unless you can cover the leverage or the borrowing that you're doing. So that's why all of a sudden, it's not pure. Cryptocurrency is no longer a hedge. Cryptocurrency is all of a sudden the same exact bullshit as stocks (laughs) with the short selling and the options and the futures and the puts and the calls bro, you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're betting on thin freaking air. It's crazy. Yep. That's exactly what it is. You're betting air.
2: Yeah. And, and this can happen as individuals. I know we talked about this in one of our past shows that I've been caught in it before doing, uh, you know, playing with margin, right. It's called a margin call as a, uh, you know, when you're, when you're in there as an individual retail investor, obviously margin calls happen to, you know, other people as well, not just individuals, but I never, ever recommend anybody ever trade on margin. Uh, It's essentially the same thing. You're leveraging somebody else's money. You're borrowing from your brokerage house in order to buy into an asset. And then if that asset does not meet the price uh, that it needs to be, they will liquidate you. Uh, They have that legal right to do that and sell all your assets. And then also you could end up owing them money on top of that. So uh, don't do it.
0: (laughs) You want to, you want to laugh so this goes back to the first comment when when we were, me and paul were talking about like nasty comments in the comment section <laughs> yeah. so uh, when i stopped when i stopped doing safe moon content and i was just doing my own thing and i, I left very peacefully too yep. uh yep. a lot of people so i'm transparent so i do losses too so i get margin called and you know as soon as i say i got margin called but there's levels of margin call right and you yeah. can cover your margin calls so People used to meet. They're like, "This is who you're listening to." He just got margin call. He doesn't know nothing. Or like, they're like, "Oh, he just lost a certain." So I'm very transparent. I lost, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not down, but I was up a certain amount. So yeah. I'm down the seven figures. So people are like, "Oh, this guy sucks," and I'm like, "Bro, you never saw a million dollars in your life. I yeah. lost a million dollars, and I'm still in the game. Like, what are you talking about?" And then they're like, "Go do to your mother's basement," and I'm like, "What the fuck, bro? <laughs> it's the funniest thing." But yes. About the margin be very very careful and make sure you have a backup for the margin my backup was the real estate property that i have that i'm getting yep. rid of right now that's covering all the debt that they took out so just it can dest- the problem is guys if you get margin called and you have to sell your stocks to cover that margin or your crypto to cover that margin by the time there's a bull run you no longer have skin in the game and you yep. don't have assets that's when you get hurt so then there's a bull run but you sold all your crypto and you got damn hurt big time (laughs)
2: yeah yeah and that's actually when it happened too it was right around that you know the market crash of was around 2008 uh yeah i got caught in that Uh, i tried to play margin thinking that you know the the dip was over trying to catch that fallen knife uh and it kept falling Uh, i got margin called thankfully because i was you know Involved in a lot of other stuff uh, in my life at the time with work and all that. It wasn't a ton of money. It was about five grand. Uh, yeah. So I got margin called and I lost my money. And like you said, when the market turned around and started running and recovering, I had already been liquidated. Now I'm trying to play catch up. So don't do that. Same thing with shorting. Don't make it short. If you're going to do short, especially with like options and stuff, do covered calls, you know, do things like that. Don't make it short.
1: So well, if you're going to do it, just know that there's the amount of risk that you have with it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, yeah.
0: Crazy market, man.
2: Uh, so one thing I kind of baited you into that, I know you feel like you, you kind of dominated the 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 podcast that last half and, and all that, but don't, cause I baited you into that for a reason. Um, you know, we, we like Adam, we brought him on here for, for a reason. Um, and, you know, obviously not all of us and, and not all of you are always going to agree with him or us or anybody else and anything that he said. Um, and that's fine. Right. But the fact remains, Adam is a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He has a lot of experience, not always going to be right, like he says. But I wanted to showcase a piece of what he talks about on his channel, uh, because I want people to go to go watch his content. Right. You know, just like he supports affinity, uh, we support Adam. So You just got a preview of some of the things that he talks about. If you if you enjoyed it and you learned something, uh, I implore you to go check out his channel and make up more of your mind there. And either either continue watching him or say, you know what, Adam, I'm going to leave you a nasty comment like everybody else and go, you know, (laughs) go back to your mom's basement. Oh, it drives me crazy.
0: That's the worst comment ever, bro. It's the best.
2: So so do 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 me that favor. Uh, do one of those two things. Go check out Adam. Uh, subscribe or or go check him out and go tell him to move out of his mom's basement. Yo, I can oh. only imagine how many affinity
1: people are going to go comment to tell him to move out of his mom's basement I just because we to, mentioned it.
0: Bro, I was about to say. I know for a fact <laughs> I would get trolled like crazy. It was going to be like, yo, get out of the mom's. <laughs> bro, it's it's so. And it gets just so infuriating. I'm like, bro, yeah. I pay for my mom's bills. You know, I pay her yeah. rent. What
2: we'll Move out of her basement. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. So, you know, as as much as, uh, you know, Adam is, is a New Yorker and, you know, it's not typical <laughs> to find somebody that has intelligence from New York. Uh, I know I just burned a whole lot of people from that state and I'm going to catch you for it. But, uh, you know, we are from the Boston area. So, you know, you got to take it for what it is. Uh, so. We appreciate our, our, our New York brother and our New York friend over there and, and everything that you're doing. So uh, we are winding this down. So I, I do want to give, uh, you know, uh, Chris, Chris, you have been here this whole time. The- <laughs> I looked at like, wait, Chris, Chris is here. So I want to give Chris a minute to to speak if he so chooses. And then we'll go around and see if anybody has any last comments. And we'll wrap this up. How are you doing, Chris? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's all you
1: That's all, that's all you got for you know that's. You know that's all he's got
2: <laughs> no, I actually was going to ask uh, um, Adam, I got a
1: question for you So yeah. as a creator, eventually You do have a mental block For those people who will Eventually Encounter that, what do you do to get around that?
0: Oh, bro I don't know if it counts as a mental block, but i I have not problems with to find content. I have problems sometimes to get up and do it because like somebody doesn't watch or you you know you you don't get the content and other people are growing, and the only thing you can do is the same thing you do in business, like in the real world bro don't don't bitch like you can bitch to your family like your girl or somebody you trust your your mom somebody, your best friend, but nobody gives a fuck what you got to say and at the end of the day nobody listens nobody cares trust me that's that's why i'm trying to shut out affinity team no you guys don't see what happens and nobody cares just get the product when when update that's it that's all you guys (laughs) care about so to answer your question chris bro i shake it off i used to you know take a nice scotch before and stuff at this point i just look at my son bro And I tell, and I tell myself, look, this is the same way you started your business 19 years ago during the 2008 and the times was very rough and I made it a successful business and I got to do it for him because I want to spend time with him. So for me, I try to concentrate on something that moves my life. And that means more to me than me, myself. And for everybody else, it's a different, different thing, but that's what I do.
2: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I like that. Really good answer it's a good question chris appreciate that appreciate appreciate the answer yeah, too, thanks. uh adam um paul do you got anything
1: and all i'm gonna say honestly is uh just because i know that that you're uh you're doing a lot of um interesting work and research and following with with al and whatnot uh if they ever invite you up to do a, a video with them be sure to hit us up because you know we're in the exact same area we'd love to uh uh, go find some healthy food with non-alcoholic beverages with you.
0: <laughs> um, honestly, it's one of my uh, it's one of my uh, dreams to do. I I, I I I know you guys are interested in Algorand and you know to do crypto work, and I'm trying. I I do try every every event that I go to. I shout out Affinity. Like sometimes the Algorand guys like, what the fuck is Affinity, bro? Like why <laughs> you keep saying Affinity? But I I'm, I I'm trying, and I really would like to if they give me some some love i would love to meet up with you guys you know if i get to mit and i could meet silvio definitely you know you guys are coming with me so yeah for sure bro
2: that's awesome well, chris should we should we mention it now or wait uh well we at least mention the fact that you know adam you know through all of your connections at least he did connect us with some people from algorand and we have been talking to you know some hire up people in that organization and some developers and things like that trying to see how we can work with them or work with the Algorand, uh, you know, project on doing something. I was some talk about the, the other thing. Uh, I'm not sure. The, the one that we're looking for venues for? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to full details? Uh, no, no. Uh, but, well, then how about
1: you say it so I don't uh, fuck it so up? So
2: bottom line is... We're hoping to, and we're, and we're planning to uh, have a get-together uh, of some, you know, bigger minds, some, some good people that are in this space trying to do a good thing uh, with either development or, or that maybe they're, uh, they own a project in a company, or maybe there's somebody like, like Adam and a couple of the others out there uh, that are trying to cover the content the right way to get together and meet in a venue um, on Affinity. Right. So there'll be no tickets or anything sold. It'd be a private event, you know, outside of the spotlight, because as much as we love transparency, we love being out there. Uh, we never really get an opportunity to kind of go behind closed doors and talk to each other and say, listen, what is working for you? What's not working for you without the noise of those people out there telling you to move out from your mom's basement? So we, we want to we get people together to actually talk about this stuff uh, without fear of who's going to try to blast me on social media about it. So we're looking to try to do this in October, probably late October, here in the Boston area. Um, so obviously, we'd like to extend an invite to you if you're available, uh, and we'll proceed sure. more, with more information. I'm
0: in. Yeah, I'm in. Definitely, I'm in. 100% awesome. happily.
2: And where Paul was kind of going with that is we are going to reach out to some other people and see if we can get some people that you may also be in, interested in talking to at that venue as well. Yeah, well, no, sure.
1: what I was alluding to is that we want him to be the exclusive only content creator there for the event
2: yeah or at least we may we may extend it to one or two others but definitely we want you to be at least one like the you know
0: so. yeah definitely bro that'll be great for sure yeah
2: awesome man uh so before I say what I'm gonna say and shut and uh, close this episode out uh Adam do you have any uh final thoughts that you want to either say to the audience out there or us or anything
0: Uh, man. I just wanted to say thank you so much. You know, this was a fun thing. This wasn't work. This was just fun. And, uh, definitely let me let loose and complain a little bit and just laugh. And, uh, you don't get a chance to laugh in this business as as much as you want to. I'm sure it's the same for you guys. (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, thank you so much. And again, thank you for letting me speak to your audience. Thank you for letting me speak to you, other Chris, uh, Paul, you know, thank you very much.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Adam. Uh, Anytime. And like you said, that's why we have this podcast is to just do exactly what you said. We want to have fun, uh, talk more on a personal level, get to know people, uh, allow our community and our audiences to get to know us and anybody that we have on the show outside of just straight business. We talk about business all the time in AMAs and everything else. We want to really just kind of have fun and, and do our thing and showcase that. So we really appreciate you coming on sharing your knowledge, sharing your information, giving us insight as to what it's like being a a YouTube content creator that's trying to, out there hustling, doing the right thing, um, it, it really will allow some insight for those that are, are tuning in and listening. So once again, I want to thank you. Thank you very much. All right, and that being said, I do want to thank the audience, the Affinity community, the crypto community, investment, YouTube, all of Adam's uh, devout followers as well. Uh, and again, I will give him a shout out uh, to go check out his channels, uh, some good content. I will give a last shout out to DV Radio, uh, who does a lot for us. you are probably listening to us, hopefully, uh, right now on DVRadio.net. They're a great group of people. Bo, thank you for everything you do. And with that being said, we are out. Hit us
1: up on Facebook and Twitter. Radio.